ancestors surround us. Welcome to Advancing the Art of Aging. I'm Carol Silver Elliott, President and CEO of the Jewish Home Family, a continuum of services for older adults located in northern New Jersey. And I am delighted this afternoon to have as my guest Gina Viola. Gina is an activity assistant at Jewish Home Assisted Living. Gina, welcome. Thank you. Gina, how long have you been at Jewish Home Assisted Living? About 12 years. Okay. So tell me what got you to a career in activities working with older adults. Um, when I was in high school, I worked at Dowling Gardens um, serving in the kitchen for the geriatric population, and I really enjoyed it. And then when I went into college, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, and I met a professor uh, Linda v- Levine Midori, um, who did therapeutic recreation. And so I continued with her and did that. And that's how I graduated and got into the field. And is assisted living your first job after college or were you other yeah. places first? Yes, that was what my I first place. Okay, so obviously it's stuck, right? Yeah. That's great. Tell me, you know, you started really working with older adults in a dietary capacity, but what appealed to you about working with older adults? Why did that resonate with you, do you think? I just loved the population. They were so easy to talk to. I liked hearing stories of their life and what they had to share, and they just had so much wisdom to share that I took with me, and I really enjoyed it. That's great, and you still feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. I always say we get a gift from our elders every single day. We do. And I always say to them, I was like, I learn something from you every day. And sometimes it's something simple. Sometimes it's, you know, something about history. It's just, it's amazing. You, you at Assisted Living, you and and your team over there, you provide a really wide range of activities for people. Where do those ideas come from? I guess from all of us, we work together as a team. Um, Mary Ellen and I do a lot of lectures, which the elders really enjoy. Um, I help you with the book club, which I love. And I also feel like I'm like a personal librarian to some of them, which to me is amazing because I love to read. So we, I always talk books with them. I go to the library for them weekly. I also do brain busters and anagrams where I take like a big word and we make small words and they love, love that. Um, And then we have socials, which Avi really helps us with. And they love that as well. It's really a something for everyone kind of menu, don't you think? Yeah. I love that. You know, I see on the schedule every week men's club, but also women's club. And if you don't want either of those options, you could do at the same time walking club. You know, that all it's become a thing now to watch NFL football games together, too. Yes. Tell us about that. Um, on Sundays, we put it on in the first floor living room for the men who want to come or even women. Um, and sometimes the women ask for it. So it's nice. So they get to, I always put on the schedule, like, come and watch Sunday football. Because, you know, I'm sure a lot of them used to do that at home. I'm sure. So So are there specific teams our elders are rooting for? Mostly the New York teams. But I know one of our residents uh, loves the Philadelphia Eagles. So she was actually telling me how her son was taking his kids to a, 
I think it was Jets and Eagles game. So that and half of them liked the Jets and the other half liked the Eagles. So that was that would have been an interesting uh, game to see. Any of that team rivalry come out while they're watching football and in the living room at assisted living? I don't think too much. Yeah. They they're just whatever team they like. They're happy to just be there and be together. And I'm sure we have snacks because, after all, it's the Jewish home, right? Yep, always have snacks with always everything. Always have snacks. <laughs> Can't do a program without snacks, that's for sure. And they always say they eat too much, but they love it. Well, I, you know, last week I was there, and we were doing the cook-off. We had a the Chalant cook-off, which was really a lot of fun. But we were having them taste these two different recipes that were in the competition, like literally – as they were getting up from lunch. So I, they came in the room. They sat at tables. We gave them two different bowls of things to vote on. And then the tables had Hanukkah candy. They were eating the candy. They were going right for So it's kind of like, well, you may say you don't, we overfeed you, but you're still eating, eating. it all. So They love the dessert. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what's not to love, right? Life is too short not to enjoy the chocolate. That's great. What do you what do you find most challenging about your work, Gina? What's the most challenging part for you? Um, the most challenging, I guess, sometimes coming up with new ideas mm. that they would like, or pleasing everybody, because there's many different people, personalities, and sometimes you have a room where everyone likes something but one person. So it's definitely hard to please everyone. Right. So that's why I always ask like for suggestions or things that they want to do so then we can incorporate it into the schedule in the coming weeks. I know that, you know, the last 20 months, we've had some restrictions on the things we could do. We started out with lockdown, a place we hope never to be again, and you all in activities, you really had to pivot quickly to figure out what to do. People were really s- trapped in their apartments, right? Yeah. So tell me about how you guys approached that. Well, we definitely, like, I would get puzzles and other things that they could do individually in their rooms. Or, like, people who liked art, I would make sure that I would print out, like, coloring pages or we had paints that we gave everyone. So we tried to kind of give people what they enjoyed. And then like, as it started getting a little bit better, but people are still in their rooms, we would do activities down the hallways. Mm -hmm. So they could be sitting outside their room, but still feel like they were in contact with other people and still getting something stimulating. It was just such a very hard period for people. And You know, I think one of the things that most impressed me was how creative the activities folks were in, you know, as soon as hallway things were feasible to bring that kind of energy to the hallways, which was great because the last thing anybody wants is to be stuck in their apartment 24 hours a day, seven days a week, not able to see family and really their only contact being when we would come to the door to deliver mail. So... It really was a challenge to make sure people stayed engaged. Yeah, I even felt like that for myself. I felt like I was still normal because I was able to go to work every day. So, like, my routine felt normal. And then I was happy to 
kind of be like the only people that they could see. You know, we did a lot more FaceTimes at that point. So you really kind of got to know the family, families more because you would see them on the screen a couple times a week sometimes. So you really were facilitating all those FaceTime calls as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a big change in role. I'm sure it was a relief to get back to more, if you will, normal programming. Yeah, because they felt more normal and they felt like they were doing something productive with their day when they were able to come out and get back into things. I think one of the activities I particularly like is when we get our elders engaged in still giving back. You, you've done quite a few of those things. You want to talk about those for a minute? Yeah, we work with the um, Jewish Federation, and we've done two things so far this year. Um, we did backpacks for success, so we packaged um, backpacks for the students um, right before school started. And then just a few weeks ago, we also packed up um, snack bags for uh, children in need, and they really really love doing things like that because they love being able to help someone else with their limited capacity of not being able to go out and so it's really meaningful to them and we always have such a large group which is great it is you know I think sometimes that people and I'll use the term people in the community they forget that our elders are people who had meaningful careers or um, certainly meaningful lives and that they still want to contribute. Oh, absolutely. I know over the course of time, not now, but we've had elders that read to students at the preschool nearby and other things that were outreach in nature. And did we do a mitten drive or a clothing yes, drive or something? Yes, we did, with Oasis in Patterson. Tell, tell me a little more about that. Um, well, usually during the like this time, we, um, we call it a mitten tree, and we get like a big branch, and we put it in the lobby, and we collect mittens, scarves, gloves, um, and then we bring it to the women's shelter in Patterson Oasis. And we've also collected um, women's clothing as well. And, and at one point, right, the the elders went down and actually brought the clothing and had had lunch yes. with the people who were at the shelter, right? Yeah, and that was a wonderful experience for them. Yeah, very transformational that. for everybody, I think. Yeah. It'd be nice if the world opens up and we can get back to doing those kinds of things. It would. We also do a lot of field trips for elders, right? Before COVID, yeah, we Before would go COVID. to the movies, um, out to lunch. We have gone for scenic bus rides um, since COVID just so they can get out and see the town. And, you know, it just feels like they're not so trapped. So We look forward to the day we'll be able to go out on more outings. I don't know if you went with us a few years ago when we went to see Fiddler on the Roof in New York in Yiddish. Yes, it was amazing. One of our elders suggested that. It was her suggestion, her idea. And uh, it was an incredible, incredible. I don't remember. What did we have? Three or four buses that we took? It was a big. I think we had three. Yeah, it was a big production, but well worth it. It was. It was a wonderful afternoon. Yeah. And I know that those kinds of activities are things people really value. It's 
hopefully we'll get back to them before too long. Yeah, and even like museums, like I know like the walking is very difficult, but we w- went to the Montclair Museum a few times years back, and it's very small, so it's very manageable, um, and it was a great experience. So we're going we're gonna to run out of time, Gina, but in by way of sort of summarizing, tell me kind of why you think it's so important to have activities professionals working with older adults and why it's important to you, what it means to you. Well, it's, I think it's important to have um, activities for adults because otherwise they're not being stimulated. They're not using their brains. They're just literally going to sit there and do absolutely nothing, which is not going to benefit them in any way. Um, for me, it's important because I feel like I'm giving them a piece of life that they can, you know, take with them. They don't. They all might not have so much time, but if I can give them a smile for the day, I'll take it. Can't ask for more than that. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Carol. All of the children rise. Elders with wisdom rise. Ancestors surround us rise.